0: is the Lord. Come on, put your best hand, clap together for him. i going to get into the word tonight. And uh, before we do that, let me just been directed by the Holy Ghost to do a couple things. First of all, you want to stop by uh, her table that's out front there. If you want to find out more about Knick House, you guys will be out there. They can tell you more about it as well as there's some product out there, CDs and all kinds of stuff. I saw a bunch of cool things and bracelets and you go and you go and bless her, won't you? Won't you stop by there? And what a marvelous, uh, what a marvelous anointing on your life! I have a word for you, and I just submit it to you to judge and to weigh. Uh, comes with a scripture, and then uh, and a little picture, little little mini vision the Lord gave me, as well as a scripture for you, and and just a word. So I submit it to you. The picture I have uh, that the Lord gave me is that you're standing in a field that is ripe for the harvest. It's just chock full uh, of of wheat. And it's like you're running your hands through it. There's great joy. But there's been like a fence that's around that. And the Lord told me that I've hidden you to tell you, to remind you, something I believe you know already, that he's hidden you. And you, you're one of the hidden ones. There's not been the kind of breakout that that you've seen in your dreams. So the vision tarries wait for it as the prophet said in the Old Testament. And there's coming increase. It's been like a fence that's been around your ministry uh, and it's been a fence of protection, but it's also been a fence that's hindered from going out actually into other fields and to seeing a greater release of uh, of the blessing of God and the release of the power of God and the anointing that's upon your life. And there's no doubt a marvelous anointing upon your life scripture I got comes out of the song of Solomon and uh, it's chapter one and verse uh, uh, seven and following and I'll paraphrase the the bridegroom says to the bride where where do you feed your flock I I have to I have to read it minister Micah jump on the keys because I'm not sure where we're going So I wasn't texting. I was, I was looking for a scripture. Here we go. I really feel led to read from verse five, although I don't have uh, insight about all of that. But I'll read it. I'm dark but lovely, O daughters of Jerusalem, like the tents of Kedar, like the curtains of Solomon, do not look upon me because I'm dark, because the sun has tanned me. My mother's sons were angry with me and they made me the keeper of the vineyards but my own vineyard I've not kept. And then verse 7 Tell me, O you whom I love where do you feed your flock? Where do you make it rest at noon? For why should I be as one who veils herself by the flocks of your companions? If you do not know, says the Lord, O fairest among women, and this is really to the body of Christ, but to you, if you do not know, O fairest among women, follow in the footsteps of the flock, and feed your little goats beside the shepherd's tents. God is going to expand this. There's, there's been like a delay and a hiddenness and boundaries. It's almost like been hard to expand past those. It has been a boundary that has been set there even by the Lord. Although at times you question that those that boundary is being let down. And you're going to move across into some other fields. And there are some, diff- some d- uh, decisions that you're needing to make even regarding... Um, uh, I'm just going to go for it. Is that okay? Even regarding your place of worship where you go to church, there's some change that's taking place. There's moving and a stirring in you. And uh, and I just see some geographical changes too. And so there's, just, there's marvelous things ahead. The best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. We just bless you. Father, thank you for this daughter of yours, so oh, truly a worshiper in spirit and in truth. Lord, may these concerts be just off the chain pour out in healing and miracles and signs and wonders, even as she sings for the glory of God. Lord, bless her, bless her family, bless her ministry. May all her products sell out tonight. Amen. Amen. We appreciate you. Thank you for coming. All right, take your Bibles turn uh, to the book of Romans. We are doing a series. Kathleen, I hope that encourages you. You know the the the, the moving. Let me let me. P.S. <laughs> I have to be. I want to be very sensitive to. the moving church. I think you're moving past the boundaries of the body of Christ that you're ministering in, and and you're going to bust into all those walls that sometimes separate churches. Even in your trip here in the valley, you're going to find yourself just a a greater release of God's grace to minister across denominational lines and even in denominations. Amen. All right. New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. What's the next book? Acts. What's the next one? Romans. Go there. Last week we preached a message uh, in the start of a series called Obliterating Your Idols. (laughs) I think the first time I heard the word obliterated, (laughs) it's quite a word, to obliterate something. I think the first time I heard it, Romans chapter 1, was from my dear friend, really a tremendous prophetic voice, which is kind of crazy because he comes from Babylon, Long Island. (laughs) There's a place called Babylon, Long Island. That's where he comes from. Uh, Pastor Earl Thurner. Some of you know who that is. I've never seen anybody turn so red. When that guy preaches, he just turns red and he looks like he's just gonna explode. And he does. In the power of God, and he's been called a spiritual berserker. How many of you know what a berserker is? A berserker is just like they would send him out and just be such a terror that they would be afraid of the of the rest of the viking army and uh, that that's totally who the who he is anyway he was preaching and he was saying god
1: has obliterated the devil
0: <laughs> so i said obliterated jesus obliterated the devil come on say it jesus obliterated the devil and so we've started a series called Obliterating Your Idols. Last week was a very warm, fuzzy message on, on obliterating the idol of lust. Uh, if you did not get that message, you need to go get it. Unless, of course, you're squeamish and you want to hold on to your bondages, then don't get it. It's free. We don't, we don't burn CDs on purpose. We just MP3 the whole thing. It's all over the web. It's on our podcast. It's on our on-demand video. It's all over the place. So you can go and subscribe to that. It's on YouTube. Thank you, Minister Micah. And so we'll do a second series, a uh, second, mes- second message in the series from Romans chapter 1, verse 18, a text I've preached from many times. But let's go there. Stand up on your feet if you're able to. We do have notes for you tonight. Kathleen so blessed. Thank you. Awesome. Uh, now, there's a series of concerts, I should say also. And uh, there's a poster out there, there's information out there, right, of when the concerts are and all of that. Uh, and so you if you have time in your schedule or if you don't have time, make time, feel led of the Lord to go and be a part of that. It's always good to worship Jesus. Amen. Romans chapter 1 verse 18. And I'm going to read from the New International Version tonight. The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the ungodliness and wickedness of men who suppress the truth by their wickedness since what may be known by God is plain to them because God has made it plain to them verse 20 for since the creation of the world's invisible qualities his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen being understood from what has been made so that men are without excuse verse 21 for although they knew god they neither glorified him as god nor gave thanks to him nor what nor gave thanks to him But their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools. They exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like mortal men, birds, animals, and reptiles. Therefore, God gave them over in the sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity, for the degrading of their bodies with one another they exchanged the truth of god for a lie and they worshiped and served created things rather than the creator who is forever praised and all of god's people said amen lord thank you for what you've done you've set this up we're asking in the moments that remain tonight that you would give us living understanding you would move in power. That, Lord, if there be any idols in our own hearts, Lord, that we tonight would tear it down. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. How quick are you to say thank you? When's the last time you said thank you? That's something we teach our kids to say when they're given something, proper manners, you might say it is, certainly. But it's a biblical principle to say thank you, to have a heart that's filled with gratitude. A key ingredient for your walk with the Lord is to have a heart that's filled with gratitude. If you lose the heart of gratitude, you say, well, you don't know what I'm going through. Well, you've got something to be thankful for. And if you can't find that, then you're really in trouble. And you have actually erected in your life what I would call an idol of ingratitude. Because every one of us here could be thankful for something. Come on, somebody say thank you. Come on, say it again. Say thank you. Thank you. So if you don't learn to be thankful, you're in your heart. It's really a matter of life and death. You have to deal, we all have to deal with an idol of ingratitude. You have to be sure that you don't become an ingrate. Ingratitude is a key ingredient for God's judgment. And the text that we read talks about that. The result of not being thankful. Ingratitude is an ingredient for God's judgment. If you would like to have God's judgment, then just be miserable. And unthankful, and murmuring, and complaining all your life, and it'll come to you like a Mack truck with your name across the front of the grill, and you will see your names just shortly before it hits you. Ingratitude. There are so many people that are they, they they've moved to an entitlement mentality. Where the gimme gimme, my name is Jimmy, and they just want all kinds of stuff just to be given to them. Never thankful, never happy. The next big toy, the next big thing. I've seen kids like that. Listen, don't don't you don't you let your kids get all ungrateful. Don't reward children that are that don't have hearts of gratitude and thanksgiving. You got to teach them that. The result of not being thankful is found right here in the text Sibri read. One's becomes futile in their thinking. Verse 21, it says, so when you're not thankful, here's the result. If you're not thankful, you're not going to be filled with gratitude. Here's what you'll get. It's it's the result of being an ingrate. The result of having uh, an idol of ingratitude in your life will be this right here are you ready come on bump your neighbor and say get ready okay verse 21 you'll become futile in your thinking verse 21 says for although they knew god they neither glorified him as god nor gave thanks to him but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened literally what the bible is saying is a person who does not stay thankful towards god becomes distorted in their mind you'll begin to think weird. You'll begin to have thoughts that are twisted or, or even bent. You might not notice it right at first, but in time, those around you, they'll see that you have changed because you're murmuring complaining and you're grumbling and you have an idol of ingratitude. I, I've been there. Now, I, I, have, I have complained myself into an onslaught. Am I the only person here that's ever done that? One of the keys of what we're going to get to, but I mean, one of the keys for me is, is worship. We, we, we could do that all night too. <laughs> How we just, you know, blink and look at your clock and be like, wow, it's midnight. We worship Jesus. ingratitudes like devil worship (laughs) come on look at your neighbor and say don't worship the devil go ahead look at him don't do it everybody say don't do it don't do it because your your thinking will become messed up if you've ever met a, a depressed a depressed person their thinking is clouded somebody who's depressed and i've been there come on i've had prozac milkshakes done all kinds of stuff especially prior to being saved and, you know, thank God for doctors and thank God for, for godly uh, wisdom to be able to uncover things to help us. But I, I've been in d- deep, dark, depressed places. And I've, 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 I've found myself coming out of I know how to get out of that. I know how to get in it. I know how to get out. <laughs> when things happen in your life that you just don't understand... When things are pressing you from all around, don't get into the the, the mindset of, of a poor me. Don't get into the mindset of oh God, why are you doing it? Like God is good. God is good. Good. devil. Yeah. Come on, it's a great revelation. Take your thumb with me. God is good. Good. devil. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And you've got to settle it tonight that that's the case. And sometimes we throw ourselves under the bus. We wonder why the tire tracks are across our midsection. Well, you did something that was foolish. (laughs) What is the result of becoming ungrateful or having an idol of ingratitude? The first result here in verse 21 is that your thinking becomes twisted, tormented, clouded. Depressed people are frequently thinking about themselves. How they got the short end of the stick and how it's not right and on and on and on and on. The second thing is one heart, one's heart becomes darkened. We just read that in the Song of Solomon. You know, Jeremiah says that our heart is deceitfully wicked above all else. I love the story. It's a good illustration. The preacher preached the gospel for some 60 years, and he was elderly, and he had to go in for an open-heart surgery. And So they opened him up, and they fixed his heart, and they put him back together. It's just a miracle. And... And the doctor, the, the surgeon, says to the preacher, I, you know, I was holding your heart in my hand. Did you know that? And the preacher says, yes. And I trust you found it dark and black.
1: <laughs> all of our hearts are
0: deceitfully wicked above all. Else. You don't know what's in your heart. We just don't know. One of the results of you being in having an idol of ingratitude... Come on, quit your belly aching, your murmuring, complaining. You can be in a wheelchair tonight, and you're not. Most of you. You don't thank God. Even if you are, he can raise you up and heal you you could be in a far darker place than you are tonight. Stop. Stop being ungrateful. Thankful. Come on. How many of you got fingers tonight? Great. How many of you got a thumb? You know, the thumb, that's a great thing to be thankful for. The impossible thumb. You can pick stuff up. If you don't, if you don't, you don't thankful for it. Why don't you just duct tape it to your hand? Don't use it tomorrow. It'll make you be thankful for it. Try pretend being blind for about an hour. Close your eyes, blindfold yourself, go walk around and see see what that's like. You'll be very thankful you have eyes. Come on, (laughs) whatsoever things are pure, holy, noble, admirable, praiseworthy, think on these things. When you begin to let let yourself go over to ingratitude, your thinking will become distorted and your heart will become darkened. And it's not talking about your physical heart. It's talking really about your spiritual heart, your spiritual eyesight. You can become blinded. Dull. Here, here's, here's what I found for me. When I'm going through some challenging times, or maybe uh, some people do me wrong. And I'm not the only one that you feel like you've been dealt a short hand, or it's could be well, you know, welcome to the human race, right? And when I, when I find a series of things that happen, there's times when I can start going, "Man, like, really? And if I allow for that thought to go to the next thought, and the next one, the next one, I've found myself. It's not that I've fallen from grace and I don't love Jesus anymore, but I found this. What happens is my vibrancy of heart becomes dull. Yeah. I'm just not as on fire as I was. And if you don't catch that, then that just not as on fire as you were becomes colder, becomes darker, becomes more distorted, and these results begin to happen. Why? Because you have an idol of ingratitude. I deserve better! No, no, no. (laughs) You deserve death! That's what you deserve. You deserve death. I deserve death. Jesus died on a cross for our sins. That's what we deserve. He took the punishment. He was a propitiation for our sin. He became a ransom for us. We all deserve death. So quit your belly aching, murmuring, complaining, and your idol of ingratitude and, and begin to be thankful for what's right. Be thankful you have your health. Be thankful that you got a thumb. Be thankful you can worship tonight. Come on. I mean, we're just like all bent out of shape when our remote controls don't work. (laughs) You know, the other day I was turning on my microphone. And these little microphones, they get this red dot when the battery doesn't get changed. Now, there's a team of battery changers here in the church. If you want to join the battery changing ministry, just see... Minister Micah, he'll hook you up. But apparently, Pastor's microphone got missed in the battery changing ministry. And so, you know, we're in the middle of a service. It's, you know, you know, we're just spoiled, really, is what it is. I mean, Jesus didn't even have a mic. And I looked at that and I'm like, oh, failed. Failure. And I was I was semi-irritated for a moment. It didn't change pastor's microphone. Batteries. Now, I didn't get all like that, but I felt it start trying to, come on, I'm telling you, your flesh is ugly. Oh, my flesh isn't uglier than yours. We could, we could, we could just interview you right now. We all have flesh. I'm just ratting myself out because it's good, it just helps you realize that really you're maybe not as warped as you think. <laughs> we have flesh. We all have flesh. And you have, you, you can't get yourself over new. I can't believe they didn't change the battery. Where's the honor? Where's the honor, dirtbag taking care of your pastor? I mean, stop, 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 stop. My thoughts didn't go there, but that did sound good for a second, didn't it? <laughs> you you know praise God for all that's right and good and just and pure and holy. Amen. Amen. Oh hallelujah. The result of being an ingrate, being ungrateful, having an idol of ingratitude is your thinking becomes futile, your heart can become distorted and dark. and really your life will be caught in a trap is what happens. And one starts to worship creation instead of God. It's right there in verse 23. They exchange the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like mortal human being birds, animals, and reptiles. You'll begin to worship things instead of God. You see, you're, the word for soul is nefesh. It also happens to be the same word for thirst. You see, the way that you were made is you were made thirsty. Spiritually. And either God's going to fill your tank or you're going to stuff it full of Twinkies. <laughs> Either you're going to allow God to fill your cup or you're going to start filling it with all kinds of other stuff which are basically idols. And all sin is is a wrong attempt at getting a real need met. And let me say that again. All sin is is a wrong attempt at getting a real need met. Every single one of us need acceptance. Every one. But if you run around and try to get that for man, that's an idol. Come on. Come on. Some of you ladies know what I'm talking about. Some of you guys know what I'm talking about. You try to get that from a human being, you will, it will be epic disaster and utterly leave you bankrupt. The acceptance of man and being a man pleaser is a snare and it is a painful life. The second thing you need is, is acceptance, security. You need security. You want to know that you're secure, even eternally secure. You want to know that he's got you. He's got your back. He's hemmed you in before and behind. He's behind and before. He's carved you in the palm of his hand. He'll, he'll never leave you nor forsake you. He's, he's got you. And you want to know that you're significant. You want to know that your life is not some meaningless construct that came out of the primordial slime. You know, some people say that they're just, you came out of the primordial slime. They might have. I didn't. Amen. I, they didn't either. They're just deceived because they've gotten an idol of ingratitude erected in their life. If you don't worship God, you'll begin to worship other things. When you're not thankful, you begin to create substitutes for God. Did you catch that? When you're not thankful, you begin to create substitutes to take his place. Don't do that. That's bad. One becomes bound by their lust. Now we just beat the fool out of this thing last week or actually the week before I think it was. And uh, it's it's on there. <laughs> it's on the web. So for those of you that want some meat, just get your steak knife, pull that thing up and watch it, and see if you've got any lust on the inside of you. Of course, nobody here, we're in church, of course. There's nobody here that has a lust problem. Of course. Right? The first thing Jesus did was cast a devil out of somebody in the church. That's like the first thing he did. Hello? Hello? <laughs> Devils in church, man. Oh yeah, Amen. for real. And become bound by the lust. Verse twenty-four. Let's read it. Therefore, God gave them over the sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity, for the degrading of their bodies with one another. Where we're not thankful to God and to others. We everything can be. We can become bound by our lust, by our fallen human nature. Listen, you gotta, you got to reckon yourself dead. You've got to keep your fallen ne- human nature down. And when you have ingratitude, you're feeding that thing. Well, I'm a new creature in Christ. and Praise the Lord. You've got to stay that way. You see, because if you don't, it's like the Bride of Frankenstein. <laughs> I think much of the Bride of Christ is like the Bride of Frankenstein because they're just so filled with lust and greed, so filled with these things that the Word clearly tells us to get out of our lives. And we wonder where the power is, wonder why there's not revival. You've got pastors running off with secretaries and secretaries running off with another secretary and all kinds of stuff, nightmares going on. The, the, The things in the church oftentimes are just as bad as it is in the world. But if we'd read the Word, study the Word, preach the Word, you'd understand that you're heading for a major train crash. You're headed for basically total destruction. Even if you just have a, a, ingratitude begin to be cultivated in your heart. One abandons truths for a lie. Verse 25, they exchange the truth of God. You guys okay? Okay. <laughs> They exchanged the truth of God for a lie and they worshiped and served created things rather than the creator who was forever praised. Amen. What's amazing is that when you get away from God, what you're left with is your own opinion. And that is, what's, that is what we have in our nation. We have, well, I just, it just seems fair. You know, fair is not a concept in scripture. Justice is a concept when you know when your kids say that's not fair (laughs) and I use my answer to that is would you like fair and they I explained to them what fair is they can get up with me come to morning prayer they can work all all the same hours that I'm doing do everything that I'm doing let's be fair let's let's be fair you carry the load I'm carrying let's let's do it
1: No, no 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 thanks dad
0: When you get away from the truth of God's word, then you begin to create your own truth. And that is the problem that we have in America, that they have pushed the word of God out. And we have begun to decide or vote. Look, you can't vote on what is right and wrong. What is right and wrong is in scripture. And so when you begin to vote on what's right or wrong, we are in a, we are in a dark place. And that's where our nation finds ourselves. There's a promotion of absolute lies all over the place. Backed by bogus scientific evidence and backed by you know things based on creationism and gosh I was in I was in Oregon yesterday quick trip up and back and um, when I was there I, I saw a billboard I just now if you're from Oregon love you but I'm just telling you this is the strangest thing I've ever seen I, I mean really I, I, I just thought oh my gosh it's the end is near. <laughs> the billboard had a picture of this beautiful little piglet. I mean, the cute. I mean, like you know, Charlotte's Web, cute, right? Anybody know what Charlotte's Web is? All right, what's the Charlotte, What's the pig called? Yeah, Wilbur. It had Wilbur. You know, it had this just aww, aww, Wilbur. It had the Wilbur picture. I mean, up close, beautiful, pink little piglet sticking his nose out. And alongside it said I'm someone not bacon or something like that. And then it said don't eat pigs. And I thought, okay, I understand biblically they're, you know, they're not a blessed animal all that. I'm someone I'm someone. I'm, I'm serious. I, I was just like, ah, oh, oh, I couldn't get it. I almost got it with my phone. I mean, I was just almost wanted to make a dive play. I should have had Pastor Brian
1: stop the stop the truck.
0: Here it was. I'm someone. Pigs are not someone. Pigs are animals. And, and, and because this has this taken place in our nation, truth has been substituted for lies, and you can actually get in more trouble by getting close to a whale than you can for murdering a child. And if we swallow the the hook, line, sinker, waiter, trailer, boat, truck, you swallow all of that, you end up with what we have. America's so blessed yeah. and spoiled rotten with ingratitude. I think somebody's just getting their attitude corrected tonight. Come on, somebody say praise the Lord. Praise ah. Promotion of absolute lies. When, when, you, when, you, when you teach a whole generation that you come from the primordial slime and actually you're not created in God's image, you actually came out of the soup you're a chance accident in the chance universe or a product of reactions it produced a human being, then it's easier to kill a baby because they're not made in the image of God. See, because it's just like, it's not a big deal. Yet the Bible says, while you were yet in your mother's womb, I knew you. I knit you together before you were in my, your mother's womb. But that before, that talks about us being eternal beings. Before you were in your mother's womb, I knew you. I knit you together. (laughs) Knit one, pearl two. God just making, God God makes human beings. Amazing. I've had the privilege of being at numerous births. You know, most of them in the back room, you know, waiting. I've cut the umbilical cord for all of my children, including one that went to heaven. You can't, you can't hold a child, let me say it this way, I can't, I can't hold a child and look at those fingernails and look at all this little little fine hair and the eyelashes, skin, nose, eyes. The little itty-bitty feet that they have. They're perfect and perfectly helpless and in need of a father and a mother. I can't look at that. I, I i weep. I just cry. I hold babies when they're newborns. I just cry. Don't become ungrateful. Ungrateful. Don't Don't, don't do it. Ingratitude. Don't let it rise in your heart. The next thing, F, God judges them by turning them over a depraved mind. Verse 28, furthermore, just as they don't think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, so God gave them over to a depraved mind. So they ought, so what they ought not to, not to be done. In other words, you become depraved. God judges them by coming, by you becoming depraved. So let me ask you, as we begin to try to land this jet. When's the last time you called your mom and dad and thanked them? When's the last time you said thank you to your wife, your husband? When's the last time you said thank you to your kids? When's the last time you said thank you? When's the last time you really said thank you to somebody? Just saying all you connect folks, you'd be thankful for this house. Amen. You hadn't said thank you. You'd be sure to do it at the end of tonight. Amen. You know, I'm so thankful for, i got to be careful because I'll slip right into a river and somebody's going to have to do the rest of the service. You know, thank God for programs like yours. If it wasn't for programs like that, I wouldn't be standing here. They wouldn't even let me stay in a house like that. They had to kick me out. It wasn't last year. <laughs> praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. It wasn't two years ago. It's 25 years ago. And I, I think about what God's done for me. And the truth is I, I, can't, I can't think about it too long and talk about it too much right now. Because this will turn into me crying and worshiping and and I feel like the Lord wants to bring. We we could do that if that's what the Lord wants to do. And we'll just go on into the night and you come back on the keys and we'll just get all wrecked. There's a time for that, that's for sure. We've had services like that. We'll have more to come. But I really feel like you need to hear the rest of this. Don't get yourself in a place of ingratitude. Be thankful. Be thankful for your church. Be thankful for your nation. Be thankful for, come on, be thankful for the president. So that's a challenge. I know. But you can find something to be thankful for. Amen. Praise God that we, here, here I'm going to thank God for our president right now. Thank God that we had the first black president in the United States of America. I'm going to tell you that is it. No, I'm, I'm totally serious. That is a major breakthrough healing rift. Not that it's healed because you can look all over our country and see the racial tension and, and all that's going on in our cities. I mean, Baltimore and my goodness, all the things that are taking place. I mean, it, 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 someone said, I think we're close to martial law. Well, we may be. I don't know. I'm thankful that some of that got healed. I'll never forget watching the news after President Barack Obama was voted in as president. I just saw our brothers and sisters, man, dancing in the street. Black people, all kinds of color people, of course, but especially black people. Especially black people were rejoicing. Why? Because in our country, they were enslaved. They were considered as chattel. It was a wicked, evil thing. And I think the, the, uh, the war, the civil war in our country, as Abraham Lincoln said, was, was really got a part of the judgment of God that came on our country because of it. I believe that's true. Abraham Lincoln said that. That could very well be true. That's a good thing that, that, that we're able to see a black president. I've got to think pretty hard for some other things to thank God for there, but just saying. Oh, I have stepped in something, so we might as well just keep moving through it. I didn't vote for him. And I'll just tell you flat out, I'm, I preached very strong right before that. Because it has nothing, nothing, zero to do with your color of your skin, and it has everything to do with that which is right or wrong. All those years ago, there was someone in our church that was just screaming and shouting that they got that he got elected. I, I mean, I wasn't very pastoral in that moment. I was like, "Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me right now? Are you kidding me right now?" Uh, they, you know, they left our church, but I, I you know, I, I could have been more diplomatic. <laughs> it's been like, oh, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know something? I can't stand limp-wristed, lack of conviction, Christianity that doesn't stand upon principles of the word. I can't stand it. It bothers me. It does. It's not about being a Democrat. It's not about being a Republican. It's about voting on the issues. And for me, point blank, it's an issue of abortion and same-sex marriage are the main issues. Now, there's others, but those are the main ones for me. And if you vote to kill babies and you vote to destroy marriage, it's not even same-sex marriage. It's not even marriage.
1: <laughs>
0: it's not marriage, because marriage is man and woman. So you can't call it same-sex marriage. It's really... <laughs> Somebody else, somebody sent me a little paper. I was like, dude, that's good right there. I'm going to use that. It's not even marriage because marriage is man and a woman. So I don't know what you call it. Union, civil union. It's not marriage. Somebody rescue me right now. Jesus. Come on, just raise your hands. Hallelujah. 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 Begin to feel better in a minute. Come on, worship him. Hallelujah. Come on, just in, invite the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, praise him with me tonight.
1: Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.
0: hallelujah. Alright, let's not talk about Republicans and Democrats and Libertarians and Tea Party. See issues. Everybody say issues. issues. If you call yourself a Christian, then vote like one. There. I'm 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 done. I think. I think I'm done.
1: I didn't vote for him either. <laughs> I feel it everything's going to be all right <laughs> oh
0: i love you my brother and if you voted for him we love you too you're just deceived praise god first uh, thessalonians i really believe you got to vote the got to vote the issues if you believe differently then that's fine. But this is, this is the conviction of this preacher and pastor. I'm going to stand on the word of God. Let everything else, let, let the chips fall. I'm standing on the truth. We'll all stand before God and give account for how we voted, how we lived, whether we didn't vote. Y'all better register. Amen. Got a big election coming up in 2016. Come on, somebody say hallelujah. We'll all stand before the Lord for how we've lived our lives, the words we've said, every one of us. And so the truth will be revealed before our, our Savior in that day. I'm living for that day. I'm living for another age. Anybody else? Hey! Let me give you some scripture. 1 Thessalonians 5.18. Minister Micah, come up on the keyboard. 1 Thessalonians 5.18, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ. You give thanks in all, not in all. In everything, give thanks. That's God's will for you. That's what it says. Not everything's God's will. How many people do you think are here tonight? The whole building, probably 250. Maybe a little less tonight. Maybe 220, something like that. Excuse me? 249. Okay, is that right? Well, glory. But you know what that means? There's 249 different wills in here. You have a will, I have one, my wife has one. You have a will. Your wife has one. We all have a will. God has a will. God has a will. Diablo has a will also. The ugly one, you don't want to dance with him. You don't want to do his will. The devil, Satan, you don't want to dance with Satan. Not everything is God's will. See, the key is you have to take your will... And line it up with his will. Colossians 3 and 17. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, give me thanks to God. The Father through him. The Lord gave me that scripture when I was changing diapers first. One of our first child. I tried to rejoice and give thanks while... While that gag reflex was kicking in, <laughs> Hallelujah! First, oh, oh God, oh God! Come on, you go through some difficult things, and all the men said, "Hallelujah!" <laughs> oh Jesus, help me! Be thankful, be grateful, even in the difficult things. Philippians 4.4 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident all the Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request to God and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your heart and minds in Christ Jesus. Come on Rejoice. I've told the story so many times, witnessing, knocked on somebody's door. The guy opened the door and I said, man, I just want to tell you about the love of God. He's all, what? Get off my, get off of my, oh, are you Christian? I mean, he just went crazy. Then he hawked one up from the deepest places of his sinuses with a lot of pressure, launched that thing and it landed on my face. I was saved about three years and I almost became the Bride of Frankenstein right then, myself. I was so upset. I've told the story, I got so angry. But I was, I was sanctified and God was doing something to me, so I didn't pull him out of his house and beat the fool out of him like I would have probably 10 years before that. I said, God bless you, man. God bless I wanted to say something else, so I like cursed him with blessings. Hey, bless you, huh? Huh? Yeah.
1: God bless you. As I backed off, he's like, get off my property. I'm like, bless you, dude. Bless you. And I walked off.
0: I walked off, wiping this thing from my face, wondering about hepatitis C, so grieved. I thought, I'm never doing that again. I started to weep. I started crying because, really, what it was was it hit a place of rejection in me that was—I mean, it was so real. I'm just—I'm so, just thinking. Ah! I started crying. The Lord says to me, "Rejoice, son." I mean, He spoke to me. Rejoice. I'm like, no. <laughs> Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Great is your reward. They rejected me. They didn't reject you. They're rejecting me. And it just wouldn't go away. And I couldn't lift my voice. I've told this so many times before, but some of you need to hear it. You feel like somebody spit on you tonight. You need to hear this. Be grateful. Start rejoicing. So I'm walking. I've walked past all these houses that I was supposed to knock on. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm going home, you know. They spit on me. And so I said, well... Rejoice. Praise God. And when I said, praise God, it was like whoosh. Just a little whoosh. Whoosh. I thought, oh, Lord, thank you. And then, boom, I really felt it. When I meant it with my heart, I felt this presence of God come on me. And, I, and then I, I got really touched at that point. And then I said, Lord, Thank you, and it became real for me that I actually was suffering for the sake of Jesus. And I was getting a reward in heaven right at that moment. And then I began to worship, and I'm telling you, the power of God came on me. And it changed me. When our baby died, well, I wasn't saying thank you right away. I was on the ground holding our child who I was believing for a miracle. They wanted us to abort the, him. He just had his birthday. Just on Sunday. It would have been 15 years old. I'm holding this, the body of our boy who's, who's dead. I'm the only one in the room. I follow, I'm so broken that I, 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 I'm not worshiping. You know what I mean? I'm like beyond grieving and hurting. I'm distraught would be the word. I fall on my knees and I begin to weep with sorrow and grief. And there's this moment where the Spirit of God lovingly said, Son, let me, let me comfort you and help you. But there was this sick, unhealed place in me that just liked pain, sort of. I don't know how else to say it. was something comfortable about deep sorrow. I know it's sick, it's true. I'm talking as a saved person. And so I rejected it and I said, God, why? Second I said, God, why? The room went darker and I began to say, God, I thought you loved me. I thought you answered prayer. I preach and lay hands on people and there's miracles, signs and wonders. And I went nuts on God, which can be a good thing. But in this case, in other words, good to be honest. He knows anyway. But in this case, there came a moment where he was like, let me help you now. Let me, let me help you. And I, I refused his help. And I continued to cry out in my ingratitude and my pity party about my dead son. And I'm, I'm not mocking that. It's painful. And I don't understand things. I just know he's good. And the room went dark and then my thoughts of ingratitude shifted i did this i did romance i did it i've done this some of you don't raise your hand my heart went dark my thinking went strange and it was like a demonic presence came in that hospital room and instead of my own thoughts of lord why god why couldn't you have done it god all of a sudden it was like Other thoughts that were along the same line, but darker. It was the enemy started speaking to me. If you were a real man of God, it would have happened. You ate that salad when you were fasting, and that's why God doesn't really love you. You know What are they going to say about you? Now the church, what's the church going to say? You preached on miracles for a whole month. Now now your baby's dead. What are you going to say? Word of God is not really the word of God. This is all a joke. Oh, I'm telling you. And it just got darker and darker and darker and darker. My faith was failing and I was caving in. There happened to be about 60 intercessors because I was a part of a church. Listen. if you're not a part of a church you ought to slap yourself you ought to find one as fast as you can get plugged into that thing and become part of the family because you'll never know the kind of power that comes by being part of a believers when when being a part of a family that prays for each other and intercedes for each other and stands in times of difficulty there's about 60 intercessors and there might have been more than that, so I'm not exaggerating. I, I say 70, 80, but I think more, maybe 60. They took over the whole waiting room and labor and delivery, were praying so loudly in the spirit that the place was shaking, and the hospital didn't know what to do. I mean, they came, security came, and they're like, what's going on? People weeping. What do you do with somebody rocking back and forth,
1: weeping and crying? Oh, God, intercede. God, intervene for Pastor Daniel and Pastor
0: Karen. Jesus. What do you do with that? You're like, oh, excuse me? Can you, there's no stopping somebody like that never mind 60 people that darkness was over me and all of a sudden it was like in my spirit it was like hey wait a minute hold on a second you delivered me from the snare of the fowler. You set my feet on solid ground. I know where I came from. Lord, you set me free from every yoke and every bondage. And it started, word of God started rising
1: up within me. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I said, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And the fire of heaven came. And it was like the lights
0: came back on. I felt his presence. It was like, oh, thank God. Oh, I'm going to tell you, it was the final What I believe was the final onslaught of the devil to make sure I never served God in full-time ministry. Because after that, everything just rolled after that. It was like the the kitchen sink. You just hit me with everything. Because if he could just get you to believe that he really isn't good and he killed your kid, then you just go, you know what? Yeah, I kind of believe in God. But you're not going to serve God on fire. And you might end up distorted. That's going to help somebody. I've shared that so many times before. Ephesians 5.18. Are we actually gonna be able to finish this? Jesus, help me. Can you give me three more minutes? That's preaching fast. Are you ready? Yeah. Ephesians 5:18. Don't get drunk with wine. Don't be intoxicated by anything, as a matter of fact. Which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking with one another with psalms, hymns, songs, spiritual songs, songs from the Spirit. Singing and making music in your heart to the Lord and always giving thanks to God and always giving thanks to God Always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ Ingratitude comes from the sin of pride A. It's self-worship It's worshiping yourself No one can measure up My clock is gone. The answer to ingratitude is being thankful. Thankful to God. Thankful to others. Taking seriously God's word to live a mandate, a lifestyle of thanksgiving. Take it seriously. It's a mandate. Give thanks. First Thessalonians 5, verse 18, give that it's a mandate. Can you say amen? amen? Hebrews 13. Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise. The fruit of lips that openly profess His name. And do not forget to do good and share with others for, with such sacrifices. God is well pleased. You know what a sacrifice of praise is? Is when the last thing in the world you feel like doing is worshiping. When, when you just don't want to and you're mad and you're angry and your spouse is ticked off at you and you just lost some money or you got ripped off or you're in, you got in a car crash, your brand new car got scratched or, or maybe the, the investment didn't happen or you didn't get the house or you didn't get the promotion and the other guy got the promotion but you know you know twice as much as them and you just can't believe the corrupt thing that's taking place in your employers in the employee employer relationship there i mean on and on and on and on when you think about all the things how you should have been the guy or you should have been the girl or this should have happened or that should have happened and you just stop the chatter stop it stop and start being thankful, start lifting your voice. Start lifting up your voice and declaring how good he is. Start saying, oh, I love you, Lord, I love you, Lord. I love you, Jesus. When you feel like somebody spit on your face and the last thing you wanna do is lift your hands in worship, that is real sacrifice of praise. When you feel sick and you
1: just can't get up, when you're so hemmed in by the enemy, round about you.
0: Learn to lift your hands. Don't get into a place of ingratitude. Don't be an idol worshiper. Obliterate the idol of ingratitude. Every one of us here, every single one can be thankful for something. Stand up on your feet. Come on, just begin to thank Him. I've gone long on you. I'm so sorry. Well, you ought to just praise God anyway. Amen. (laughs) Ah, Come on, lift your voice and just come on, thank Him right out loud, Lord. Thank you.
1: Praise you. We glorify you, Jesus. Thank you for saving me. setting My church. Thank you for Connect House, God. Thank you. Thank you for our state, for our nation.
0: going to rap, but I don't want to freak anybody out. <laughs> My voice, like, don't do it. Don't do it. I used to be busted and disgusted, but I'm free. I used to be addicted and afflicted, but he delivered me. His name is Jesus. He reached across the muck and miry clay. He's God almighty. And there is no other way. He's the King of me in the Lord of
1: Lords, the mighty God. There's no one like Him. There's no one like Him. There's no one like God. He can do it for you. He can set you free. He can heal your disease. Come on. And murmuring, complaining. Come on, thank him. Thank him tonight.
0: Best hand clap together for the Lord. Come on, give him a thank.
1: A thank you hand clap. Come on, lift your voice and say thank you, Jesus. Come on, say thank you, Jesus. You'll feel better. Come on, you'll feel better in just a second. Come on, say thank you, Jesus. Say it again. Thank you, Jesus. Say it again. Thank you, Jesus. Every head bowed, every eye closed. You're not right with God.
0: Don't you leave this place without being reconciled. Don't leave this service without giving your heart to Jesus, without confessing your sin to Him and asking Him to forgive you. Believe on the Lord Jesus and you shall be saved. You've got to be forgiven. And the only way is by receiving God's one and only Son who died in your place and mine. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Make a decision today to repent. Ask Him to forgive you. Right now, all across this place, that's you. You know you're not living for God. You know it. You want to get right with God, maybe for the first time, or you want to recommit. You've drifted. And you know God didn't move, so if you're not as on fire as you used to be, newsflash, you're the one that's got to draw near to Him. Call upon Him tonight. You've drifted. You know you're not on fire. You know you're compromised. If that's you, you fit in those two categories, giving your heart to Jesus for the first time or recommitting to Him all across this place. Those online, if that's you, on the count of three, slip your hand up. One, two, get right with God. Three, do it right now. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. I see that hand. God bless you all the way in the back. Anybody else? Come on, get right with Jesus. Our service is almost over. Just a moment longer. Pray this with me. Say, dear Jesus. Thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for rising again from the grave for me. Forgive me of all of my sin. Wash me. Cleanse me. Make me new. Come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Thank you for saving me. Amen. Amen. Holy Spirit, I pray now that you touch and fill and bless each and every one. Break every bondage, every chain. And cause us to be a people who hold out the word of truth in a crooked and a depraved generation. Let our hearts, our mouths, our minds be filled with thanksgiving. It's a reasonable act of worship. Considering all that you've done. And so tonight, God, we say thank you. Come on, one more time. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, say thank you, Jesus. Amen. Take someone by the hand as we close tonight. Father, we give you praise. Your word a lamp unto our feet, a light upon our path. But thank you, God, tonight that you've done... Things within all of us that'll even have far reaching effects to eternity. I pray and ask for your blessing to be upon these here and Kathleen and the concerts that are ahead and the resources that'll be released for Kinnick House and all that you'll do there. Lord, thank you that we can come together freely tonight. Bless and touch. And use us mightily in the mission field as we go out into this valley for the purposes of God. And we give you praise. Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Hey, we'll hope to see you Sunday. Morning prayer tomorrow at the barn, seven o'clock. Come on. Bless you. Thanks for listening to King's Chapel, Alaska and Pastor Daniel Bracken.